Doctrine and Devotion is honored to be sponsored by the most innovative audio Bible app available. Dwell is like the Spotify of Scripture because of how easy they've made it to explore the catalog of Holy Scripture. Stay tuned for more details or head right on over to dwellapp.io. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I ain't hating. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. But are you hating? Oh, no, no. I, we I'm ain't hating. I, I don't hate. We, we, we ain't hating. No, no, I don't. We hate the devil. Yeah. We hate sin. Yeah. Except when we don't. And 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 uh, I, I hate bad drivers. Ooh. Wait a minute. What? Who are bad drivers? What do you mean by that? You know, you know those kind of people. You know the kind <gasps> those of those kind of people. Yes. What people group, Jimmy? No, are you yeah, referring okay, I, I, to? You know what? I will tell you clearly. Okay, the people group that mm. knows a merge lane is coming up mm-hmm. beyond the light. Yeah, like on Fabian and uh, Randall. Okay, and yet they go into that third lane. And they speed to ahead, zoom past everybody, and just to cram their way into that merge. Yeah. Those people. Okay. All right. I thought you were saying something really bad. But what? Uh, no, that Why are you story. suing the worst? Well, be, listen, uh, oh, I've, first, been, I've oh. been reading. I've been watching social media. Here you are. I've been watching social media, mm-hmm. and people keep assuming the worst. Like they're they're, they're like a they're, they're just about of us, and it's a small it's a small group. But like there are people like they just you say something, and instead of going, oh, they probably mean it in a positive. Like, instead of interpreting yeah, something yeah, that yeah. we would say. In the best possible light, they take it in a negative light. So I, I was tempted to do that. No, you, you weren't yeah. tempted. You failed at well, that. No, but I, 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 no, so you, you I, no, but I was tempted. It. No, no, you I succumbed tempted, to it. And, I was tempted, and you failed. And I did it. Yeah, I did that <laughs> thing. So yeah, I can't say I wasn't tempted. Yeah, yeah no, no, I was no, tempted. I'm just saying you, you didn't stop at the temptation. No, no. I went ahead and uh, judged mm. you in my heart. Mm. Mm. How are you doing? I am doing good, man. Um, I think at... But I don't know when this drops. You're not gone yet, but mm-hmm. um, you'll be ready soon. Yep, you're just a few days away. Uh, Friday when this drops, I leave Friday. Yeah, you're going to uh, Europe for like three weeks. Uh, possibly up to three weeks. Yeah, well, you're gone. To, uh, three weeks are marked on the calendar. No, two weeks. Mm-mm. Yep, nope. two weeks. Any part of a week counts as a week. Oh, so because I'm mm-hmm. leaving this Friday, this whole week counts. Yep. Oh, and you're coming you're, back on a Sunday, which is the beginning of that. <laughs> so it's been four weeks, really, is what we're talking about. You're gone for a month. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's just too. Much. It might be a bit it's more. I might either have to go to. Well, some I'm getting other spots. ready. I'm getting ready to take off as well. I'll be oh, speaking at a men's conference in Ohio. Oh, really excited there you about go. that. So that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be Looking fun. Forward. Is uh, uh, I, I heard that McDonald's been speaking at uh, men's conferences. Will he be there as well? Uh, no, we would not be linking arms uh, for anything mm. uh, unless it was just to have like an old man arm wrestling contest. I would do that any day with him. But uh, no, actually, what's it why was, he would beat you? But he would not. <gasps> he's got he's got doughy Stop. old man arms. Oh, and you don't? I don't. You've got doughy old I, man. I, arms. I do not have you doughy arms. Stop it. My arms are good. Stop. My gut, on the other hand. I'm saying, I'm uh, saying. Uh, McDonald looks pretty strong. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. What are you? T- he's just tall, tall and strong. No. Oh yeah. He I don't look. think you would know. No, no. I'm pretty sure. Think- I'm pretty sure he'll over the top you. No way. Yes, he First would. First of all, he will Stallone you. Mm-hmm. Stallone is a short guy like me. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And he'll over the. Can top. I? Can I say what I was going to say? Oh, please go ahead. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, going to the men's conference, and uh, so we were planning this whole thing out. They want me to come in and talk about whatever. And it's a men's conference. They want me to focus on what does it mean to be a godly man. And uh, and they finally said, all right, we've decided on a title. 
Oh man, what's the title? Act like men. Act like men. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad and I brought I was up like, McDonald's. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm hey. so so glad. That's why. So it's you have taken up the mantle. Okay. You have taken up the mantle. Well, somebody had to. You know? <laughs> the act like men. Conference. I told him. I told him. I said, listen. Do you know a guy named James McDonald? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, that was. Listen, it's okay to name your conference that because it's a biblical mm-hmm. phrase. It's a mm-hmm. biblical concept. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is some people are going to associate it, and he goes. Oh, you mean people are going to think that we're about like, and then he starts listing off all the mm-hmm. things. I said, just it could, you know. And I said, so just let your let your team know. Might want to call it something else. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't. So no, now they were like, no, we're good. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not associated with MacArthur. We're not. They even said in one of the one McDonald, of the yes, no McDonald or yep. MacArthur, probably. I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah. But yeah, they said like, yeah, we're not associated with McDonald. Yeah. So I actually, it's going to be a really good conference. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. But so and you'll no. make sure it's a good conference. Now I heard, mm-hmm. uh, are you giving away Harleys or VW Beetles there? Are they flying you out on a private jet? Are you doing a safari? Okay. They are flying me out, but not on a private jet. Mm. It's just they're flying me coach. Mm. So like, I'm just going with you. mean with, the coach the, company has its own jet and they're flying you out? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's uh no, no, no. So it's going to be good. Looking forward to it. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's a little, a little awkward. He's like, we're going to call it act like man. I'm like, Oh man, I really would rather not. But it's going to be a great conference. Super pumped about that. Jimmy, mm-hmm. what are we talking about? We're going to uh, continue in chapter 21. Uh, we're looking at the 1689 paragraph two. And we're talking about Christian liberty. Liberté. Liberté. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it. God alone is Lord of the conscience and has left it free from the doctrines and commandments of men, which are in anything contrary to his word or not contained in it. So that to believe such doctrines or obey such commands out of conscience is to betray true liberty of conscience and the requiring of an implicit faith in absolute and blind obedience is to destroy liberty of conscience and reason also. Mm. So we got some stuff here. I like mm. this. Now, before we even get into this, right? Like that God alone is the Lord of conscience. We need to establish what we mean by conscience. What, okay. what is conscience? So Jimmy, if we're just going to say generally like, like go to like a Webster's dictionary, what, yep. what does Webster uh, say the uh, conscience is? Yeah, uh, consciousness of the moral goodness or blameworthiness of one's own conduct, intentions, or character, together with a feeling of obligation to do right or be good. Okay, so it's this or Jiminy Cricket. It's it's this internal sort. I've never seen that. You've never right. seen Pinocchio? No. Why? I think I told you that I've never seen Pinocchio. I, that, you probably that, did. I tried to watch it once, like when I was it's too scary. No. For me, yeah, no. too joyful. Uh, I fell asleep because it was so dumb. But then I woke up, and all I know is P- Pinocchio was like half donkey, half like wooden boy, and he was swimming oh, in the water. You got oh, and I was you like, were right after the island the scene. Heck is going. You were on. right after the that island was acid scene. trip. Oh, scene. Paradise Island. I was. I was like, I definitely am not. I just. I don't like movies with the drug scenes and like the like the hallucinations and like the dream sequences. Those bore me. So I'm mm. out. Anyway. So conscience seems to be this um, this internal sense of what's right and wrong and whether or not we are doing well or not, right? Yeah. Um, Joe Carter actually has a helpful little article on this at the Gospel Coalition, and he has a few points that, uh, that he lists out there, right? He says, conscience is an internal rational capacity that bears witness to, a, to our value system. Mm-hmm. He says that conscience is a trustworthy guide. Only when it is informed and ruled Ooh, by God. That's, good. that's reflected in our in our paragraph here in the in the uh, confession. 
Uh, he continues on, conscience is to be subordinate to and informed by the revealed mm. word of God. You don't just go by your conscience. You want your conscience to be brought in submission to. That's right. What is What we know for fact is right. And continues, to willfully act against conscience is always mm. A sin. See, that's that's where people. Some people get confused, right? I mean, Scripture says this, right? Uh, that anything that we don't do in faith, mm-hmm. right, is sin. We can't act against our our conscience, and it sounds like, well, wait a minute. What if your conscience is wrong? So he's got a little he's got a little statement there in the article where he says our conscience should always be informed by what God has said. But what if we are mistaken about what the Bible commands or forbids? What if, for example, I believe that the Bible forbids any form of dancing? And yet I go square dancing every Saturday night. Is that a sin? In that case, it would be a sin to square dance since I would be acting in a way in which I think is wrong. So in other words, square dancing isn't square dancing is cool. Actually, (laughs) square dancing is a it's the only dance Joe knows. I don't know how to do it. In fact, you know what? I went on a school retreat, uh, like a fifth grade school, like overnight in Geneva, Lake Geneva. And they go, all right, everybody got everybody together one night. We're going to do square dancing. Lake Geneva or Galena? No, Lake Geneva. Okay. So we up there and uh, had this big thing and they all got everybody to the square dance. And there was one kid there who was like, not doing it. I wonder who that was. I wonder. All right. So um, <laughs> square dancing is not wrong. Square dancing is cool. But uh, if you think it's wrong, if you really believe that the scripture says it's wrong to square dance, but you're going and doing it. You are sinning, yeah, right, because you are going against what you believe to be wrong. Now, really, what needs to happen there is you need to bring your conscience and submission to the Word of God. So, because there are there are two problems here in that particular case. One is you think something is a sin that isn't the sin, and uh, so listen to uh, this later, the last episode of this week, but the Thursday episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that stuff. But you think something is a sin that isn't a sin. That's one problem. Um, and the second problem is, is you're doing that very thing. So yeah. you, need, you, you need to have, you need to be more sensitive to your conscience and your conscience needs to be in greater submission to the word. So uh, yeah, don't to willfully act against conscience is always a sin. And then finally, number five, conscience can be suppressed mm. by sin. So yeah. the more you're doing it and the more often you're doing it, then totally. it, it changes what you perceive to be right and wrong. Yeah, you can be jaded in your conscience or you can have a calloused mm-hmm. heart or a calloused conscience. Absolutely. Okay, so it says here, God alone in the confession, paragraph two, God alone is the Lord of the conscience and, have, and has, has left it free from the doctrine, the doctrines and the commandments of men, uh, which are in anything contrary to his word or not contained in it. God is the Lord mm-hmm. of conscience. So, this means a, a couple of things, right? On the one hand, uh, it means that this, this internal mechanism uh, that by which we, we understand and feel what is right and wrong uh, should be in submission to the Lord, mm-hmm. right, and his word. Um, James chapter 4, verse 12 says, There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? So, I mean, here it's it's pretty clear, right? Um, we are judged by one. There is one God. Uh, he saves and he judges. So your, your, your conscience needs to be brought in submission to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Romans 14.4 says, Who are you to pass judgment uh, on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls. Uh, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. All of this uh, essentially is 
pushing one general principle here for us, right? Yeah, I mean the the principle being that it's it, God's law. God makes the law. Um, God sets the standards. God sets the rules, and it's not man's or ours, like that we are ruled by. Right. Exactly. Right. So if we're saying God's law is not man's are to rule over us, then we should be a people who know God's laws. Yeah. We should be a people who know know God's word very well um, because we want our consciences to be informed uh, by his revelation, but also because, as we're going to see, we really need to be careful about the uh, the commandments of men, the doctrines of mm-hmm. men, which are oftentimes laid upon uh, God's people as heavy burdens that we need to escape from. Now, one of the ways that we uh, escape from these burdens mm-hmm. is by of, as Joe, of man's law. Of man's law is to be studying God's law, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, one of the ways that we could continue to uh, be informing ourselves, to be you know, studying uh, alongside our, our devotions, dwelling upon, or dwelling upon. Oh, that's really mm-hmm. good. That was that. really dwelling really good. upon the word. What do we do? Uh, you mm-hmm. know what? You want to get the dwell. App and yeah. it's something that you need to check out. It's not just an audio Bible. You can listen to the books of the Bible, but with Dwell, you can also browse popular passages or curated playlists that include select verses by theme. There are listening plans that help you kind of get into that habit and to cultivate that habit of seeking God in Scripture every single day. Mm-hmm. And you can pick the voice. Now I'm on Team Felix. Yeah, yeah, I like Felix. Yeah, but uh, you know, I go with. Roger, I don't know what his name is. Okay, well, I, I don't know any of the names because I'm I'm always I, got, I, I, I listen to all, and I go, this is the guy I like. So that's the guy. I don't so, go back and check his name. Well, yeah, I, I like to make sure I'm always listening to the one I like. So that's why I go to Team Felix uh, and make sure I know who it is. And so not only do you get to pick the the voice, right? Because mm-hmm. there's there's different options there, but there is this background music. Yeah, that, Chad Lawson designed all that. Yeah, there you go. And so you got this music bed, and you can kind of pick. I know Chad's uh, name. Good job. Well, I'm very proud of you mm-hmm. for knowing that. Uh, and so, yeah, it, you can kind of uh, uh, tweak it in a way yeah. that, that is customized. customized the way you want to have your listening experience. Some of the things I really like is that you can download it and so you can listen to it offline. So yep. if, you're, if you're traveling, you're on the airplane, that kind of stuff. So you can um, right. listen at, to it. If you're at 25 North, meet with Brian Malcolm where there's no internet. You yeah, where there's no can, reception. So you can sit there and you can listen to it. Now, Joe, they're offering a seven-day free trial, yeah. and that gives you access to the Bible in the traditional book and chapter form, 44 listening plans that take mm-hmm. you through books or themes one day at a time, 261 curated passages of noteworthy scripture, and that's a great place to begin if you're unsure of where to start, yep. 44 playlists that help you travel through scripture by theme, and again, you can download it and listen to it off. Line Now, you want to look it up in your app browser or on your phone or visit dwellapp.io. So let's talk about the consequence of conscience breaking or conscience binding. Mm-hmm. Um, because what the, what the confession says here is that uh, to believe such doctrines or obey such commands, speaking about the ones that are created by men, mm-hmm. not by the Lord, To believe such doctrines or obey such commands out of conscience is to betray true liberty of conscience and the requiring of an implicit faith, an absolute and blind obedience is to destroy liberty of conscience and reason also. In other words, when we buy into the doctrines and commandments that are created by men and not given to us by the Lord, it harms our faith. 
It impedes our sanctification. It it corrupts our piety. Like this is not a small thing. We think like, oh, well, they're just that way. You know, they're just kind of, you know, they're just, they're sucking their ways. Mm -hmm. They're just setting their ways. And it's, you know, everybody's different. We've all got our own culture, but we need to be really careful. Um, and, and scripture talks about this, this, the, the, I mean, pretty pretty directly about this sort of a thing. Yeah, Colossians 2, 20 to 23. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, mm. do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Yeah, that's really good. And again, like this is the this is the problem with man-made doctrines and laws is that they oftentimes do have an appearance of wisdom. Yeah. It, they do look good. It does like, oh, that makes sense. You know, why not? You know, yeah. if it's if it's if it's wrong to uh, if, if it's if it, if there are movies that are potentially really wrong and you shouldn't see, wouldn't it just be safer to not see any movies? You mm -hmm. know, people can go like we like to have those kind of Pharisaic, Pharisaical fences uh, that are way uh, outside of God's laws uh, that surround it. In order to, if you want to break God's laws, well, then we'll just have these extra laws that'll keep it even further away from it. But uh, you know, the there's a lot of examples of this, right? There's a lot of examples yeah. of 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 conscience binding churches and uh and rules in fact i went on twitter and asked about this uh you know and and said like what are some of the common uh you know conscience binding practices that you see happening in churches right so these would be what are the commands that are created by man that are not in the scripture that are pretty well known jimmy we we got a bunch of them listed yeah uh, uh first off uh you shall not dance go to the movies or listen to secular music all right so the dance thing you know, if you've seen Footloose, which mm -hmm. I'm sure most people have, if yeah. they're created in the image of God and they, they value, you know, good cinema. Good cinema. Yep. You've seen Footloose, so you, you get it, right? There are religious groups that think dancing is wrong. Now, listen, this doesn't mean that all dancing is good, right? For example, some people shouldn't dance because they're bad at it, like my wife. Oh. Uh, some people... <laughs> That's uh, cool. Good thing she doesn't listen. I know, but she knows she's not good at dancing. <laughs> yeah. Listen, she still looks good when she's up there. She's just just not, she doesn't look good dancing. She's yeah. just standing She's there. just pulling, she's pulling the Elaine. She does the Elaine. She absolutely <laughs> does. Now, of course, there are inappropriate forms of dance. Yes. Okay, clearly. <laughs> yes. yeah, <laughs> you, no, there right. are certain things you should not be doing. Uh, and, if, and, and let me put it this way. If you can only do that dance with your wife, then like be, be aware that that what you're doing with your wife in that dance, like it can get to a point where you probably shouldn't even be doing that in public. Like just mm. like, go, go, go back somewhere. Yeah, like, dance at home. Dance at home. Yeah. You know, like that, like that old song dancing in the sheets, you know, like there's a different <laughs> kind of dancing that you're allowed to do when you're married. The point is, and like go to the movies. Like, so like this is yep. an idea like we do not see cinema. Okay, well, because culture is bad. Yeah. Or, and so there's, and this comes up in a couple of different ways, right? Some people think all movies are bad. Other people will say, no, the rule is we don't go to the movies because there are bad movies that are played there. And what if somebody sees you going in and you're going in to see Pinocchio, even though there's that creepy acid trip scene where he's a donkey in the water? Uh, maybe you're going to see that and that's okay, but people think you're going to go see Fifty Shades of Grey. Because they got it in the same theater. So yeah, public perception, right? Or secular music. We hear this a lot. Um, and we'll cover this in a mailbag episode coming up. But uh, yeah, no secular music. 
right? It must be explicitly Christian, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's you know, unless it's classical. You know, people will say that. Uh, obviously, there's the big ones like you shall not drink alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jimmy, I'm pretty concerned because I know that there are many traditions that would say no long hair. Oh, mm, only uh, only one uh, recorded haircut in the uh, Bible. Uh, yeah, and it was mm. it wasn't a good idea. Yeah, see, so yeah. don't cut your hair. Actually, that's not the only recorded haircut. Oh, uh, where's the other? Are, one? You you are wrong. No, oh, where's people the other? cut their hair for Nazarite vows. Mm. Yeah, you might want to do a little bit of research before you start spouting off like that. Nah, Jimmy. nah it's only All one right. recorded. One um, recorded. But uh, yeah, no beards. That's a thing. Oh, there you go. Can't have beards, which is weird. Okay, I can get why they would say no long hair. They're going to appeal to First Corinthians or Second mm. Corinthians, whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's Second Corinthians. Um, men should not have long hair. It's a disgrace. Uh, but uh, no beards, no beards. Okay, well that yeah, that's, that, that's long hair, no beards there. How, how uh, what else you mean? What about uh, how you're supposed to dress at church? Oh, if you oh. don't dress the right way, yeah, no short pants. Yeah, well, I agree with that one. Yeah, that's see, actually, oh, so all yeah. of a sudden your your man made <laughs> yeah. rule sounds pretty. That's good. That's not a man made rule. Oh, then what is it? That's just natural law. That's just that's natural. That law. People know this instinctively. <laughs> Well, how about like the whole approach to yeah. school, right? Yeah. Like some people would say homeschool, you have to homeschool. If you're sending your kids to public school, you're basically letting the devil adopt them and then abuse them. You are a terrible parent if you're letting your kids. So some people have that perspective, right? Some people, uh, abortion protesting is required, right? Oh, if you're not, if you're not outside of the clinic, then you don't care. Correct. Like you're that, not yeah. doing anything. You So yeah, that's, that's another man-made law, right? Now, yep. now again, homeschool is a good thing. Uh, public school is a good thing, or at least it certainly can be a good thing. Private school is a good thing. Uh, abortion protesting is a good thing. Yeah. But when you say, like, if you're not doing this specific thing in this specific way, that is an example of conscience binding. Obviously, uh, if you don't vote the way we think you should vote, uh, that could be a problem. Uh, yeah. Then there's a, yeah, that you have to fast. Yeah, you've heard of that one, right? Like, you have to fast X number of times a year. And this is, that's important, right? Because there are a lot of things that are good and are commanded in Like scripture. fasting. Yeah. Praying, fasting, reading your Bible. Yep. When does it go wrong? Is when you start to, I guess, maybe uh, quantify it and say, if you don't meet that standard, then you have failed. Yeah. Bible says, I meditate on your law day and night. If you're not doing devotions in the, uh, in the morning and in the evening, then uh, you're in sin. Yeah. It's like, well, Okay, Vespers. Yeah, yeah. We we should. Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, what's oh, Vespers? Oh, that's so cute. Don't worry about it. I was raised Catholic. Continue. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not cute. It's called freedom. Uh, or uh, hey, listen, KJV only. There you go. Another example yeah. of uh, of conscience binding. So Joe, like when we hear all this conscience binding, and we hear these examples of them, uh, and they're it's often happening, you know, in some churches today, and we might come across it. How do we respond? Uh, to these violations of Christian liberty. Yeah, I think it's important when we recognize that we are free to um, live our lives according to the will of God and that we are therefore free from not just sin and guilt and death, but also from the commandments and the religion of man. Um that we need to respond. We actually do need to respond to the violations of Christian liberty. I don't think it's a good idea for us to just be like, hey, we're just going to do our thing over here and not worry about that. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say a, a couple of things that come to mind. One is read Galatians. If you want to know how to respond to mm. the violations of Christian liberty, read Galatians and and take some cues from there because Paul ain't playing uh, when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. And I, see, I think there's a difference between 
somebody who says, hey, listen, you know what? I think it's wrong to drink alcohol, so I don't drink alcohol. And uh, and so like they're, that's sort of where they're at. Well, I'm not going to get all up in their business about it. I'm not going to flaunt my uh, imbibing yeah. of beverage alcohol, especially that amazing bourbon that Brian got me recently for Pastor Appreciation. Yes, he did. Yep. Um, uh, I'm not going to flaunt that. I'm not going to dog them about it. But if they are out there actively binding people, other people's consciences and saying like it's wrong to drink, yeah. well, then I am absolutely going to engage directly. So um, I guess one thing I would say is uh, if we're going to engage or respond to the violations of Christian liberty, we need to do it with scripture. Yeah. Meaning uh, one uh, make them show chapter and verse for whatever man-made law that they are yep. uh, trying to establish and then show them how they are either uh, ignoring scripture or uh, misinterpreting or abusing scripture and use scripture yourself to um, to correct what they are doing. It, it's, it's not enough to just say that they are wrong and to dismiss them and roll your eyes. You want to use scripture because scripture is what God uses to change people's minds. So that would be something that I would say. What, what about you, Jimmy? What do you think? How, how do you think we should be responding to the violations of Christian liberty? Yeah, I mean, I think we should be doing it uh, in in humility, mm. right? I think we should be humble as we're going about it. I think that uh, it shouldn't be an arrogance behind it, right? Like yeah. we shouldn't be like this gotcha moment, right? So we should be humbled uh, knowing that, and, and with that then patiently, right? We should be doing it in, in humility mm-hmm. and in patience uh, with those that, that we disagree with and with that they disagree with us. Right. I think that's good, right? Because I, I think to say that we do the, this in humility uh, is, is another way of saying you know what, be very Christian in your mm-hmm. response because especially if you are on the Christian liberty side of things, yeah. right? If you actually, let's just say, let's assume you're right and they're wrong and they are, they're trying to bind people's consciences by telling them that they, you know, they've got to do X, Y, and Z when the scripture doesn't do that. They're saying something is sin that isn't sin. And so you are actively like, I'm going to address this and you should. It's easy then to become a jerk. It's yeah. just, and I've I've been there. I've done this. It's easy to uh, to be less than helpful. And so, and on the one hand, I think it's it's okay to say like I'm going to be direct. I'm going to engage. Yep. If they say it's a sin to drink, and anybody who is drinking is sinning, I don't think that you need to accommodate them. Uh, I think you need to oppose them. But it does matter how you do it. And yeah. I think, so we've seen that, right? Where people will just flaunt their liberty. They're just like, oh, well, I don't, I'm responding against all of those Pharisees. And uh, and here's the problem. A lot of people that tend to flaunt the Christian liberty that they have, and then they use the excuse, well, I'm doing this in response to false teachers. Oftentimes, uh, these are the people that wind up abusing their liberty, which you can do, which we'll talk about the next time we come back mm. to chapter 21. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DocsDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Later.